quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Welcome back to another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi, Gemma. I'm so happy to see you. I know. It's nice to see a face. Yes, it is. In this quarantine. What's going well for you? Um, I think I've kind of leaned into this whole quarantine. I turned a corner in the last few days and I'm just, I'm okay with it. And we haven't had school either. It's been spring break for two weeks. So that's been helpful, but I'm, you know, I'm learning. And I think you took the two weeks off. That's good. I did. That's really good. Yeah, it's been good. It's been really nice. Casey and I, Casey who was on the podcast, we just ordered a bunch of homeschool stuff. So we're going to start oh. tackling this monster together. <laughs> oh, yay. That's so exciting. You guys She's are way great. more excited than I am, but we're going to get into it. Great. Yeah. Um. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about winning. What does it mean? What's behind it? The games? Because we've been playing a lot of games. I don't know about everybody else, but we've oh been playing gosh. a lot of games and just a lot of family stuff where everyone's involved and winning always seems to be a thing that us adults think about. And um, everyone has a, you know, an opinion about it. And I get that, that there's this kind of duality. Like, do we teach our children that it's important to be a good loser? And how do we teach that? And do we also teach our kids that it's okay to win and how to do that and what that duality and what that all means? This one's hard for me because I'm very competitive. So it's hard for me to lose. And it's also hard for me to watch them lose. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Both. I'm like, I want you to be the best. Like, I want you to be reading before everyone else. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and so dumb. I was like that too. Just as a, as a side note, I was like that. And I did the whole, like, I don't, there's these reading programs you can do with your little toddlers where they mm-hmm. can memorize words basically. And so then they could pick out words. Yeah. And so Esme would do that. She could read, she could read all the sight words by the time she was almost three. Yeah. And one day she goes to me, she was like, I'm not going to do your work anymore. I don't want to do it. And I was like, oh, okay. Not your Something circus be- animal. <laughs> yeah. Right. She was, I'm like, go find, go find sister, 
go find when I'd have all these like cards laid out and make her do this. And it was like this game, but it's like, I was competitive. Yeah. I wanted her to read. I was a teacher. She was going to read. And that was important to me because mm-hmm. my child would be smart. And I think that goes to our whole society. It's like, why do you and I want to win so badly? I know. You play to win. You play to win. Someone taught us that winning was important. Mm-hmm. And so when we lose, we get very upset. Yeah. I still cannot handle it, but I'm getting better. I mean, I've learned this from you to when we play Uno, even if I have a blue and I see Caleb has a green and he can't win, I will pretend I don't have my blue, even though it hurts me inside. I'm like, nope, let's keep playing. I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. I think I needed to win. I needed to be competitive and I needed all those things because my parents modeled to me that winning was so important. Mm -hmm. We played Pinochle in our house. And you, if you sat down at the pinnacle table, you better have your stuff together because <laughs> you better not play a wrong card. You better pay attention. You were there to win and you could not let anybody down. Right. And it, it gets to the point where, why do we play games? It's not fun. It takes all the fun away, and, except for the winner. It's so fun when you win, but every time you lose, it's like, why am I even sitting here? And then I think it affects your self-worth. You start feeling bad about yourself. Like, why can't I win? Mm-hmm especially if it's like a strategy game, then you like question your whole life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think little kids, you know, they're insecure and immature and they don't know what's going on and they want to feel good about themselves. So I think when they're young, it's nice to say like, I'm going to take one for the team and allow them to win, but still play the game. Don't just, you know, completely throw the game out because, oh, I'm not playing. I'm not, it's no fun if I just let them win, but to let them have the advantage because that's a place where they can feel victorious. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of places in life where they don't. Right. And that's the thing that you always say, because Dan is very not into letting them win, but um, I've heard you say many times that it's not going to affect the way they lose in real life because there's plenty of places to lose, but they're still going to be able to lose. Do you know, you say it much better than I do, but... Well, I think it's all modeling, right? So we're modeling how we want them to be. So if we lose and we're not a sore loser, now we're modeling to them how it, how, what it should look like to lose, that you're okay and that you're saying, oh, that was great. You won. Like, high five, KK. And so now you're the loser, but you're not being the sore loser, right? So you're modeling what a good loser is. Right. And if 80% of what children learn is what's modeled to them, then we're modeling just the right things when it comes to winning and losing. But it takes time, right? It takes you know, maybe 10 or 20 or 30 times of winning and losing and figuring out the rules. And during a game, you're learning so many different things, strategy. And as they get older, they're learning skill. When they're young, they don't really have that much skill. You know, it's just about winning and losing. And I'd say when they're really young, I'd let them win. Yeah. I really do let them win so that they can feel victorious because just go to school and you know what it's like to lose. Just get on a team and you know what it's like to lose. Just have a brother or sister and you know what it's like to lose or a a friend. You're always having to give up and be flexible and there's plenty of opportunities to lose in life. This is one little tiny place where we can allow them to win. And it's so like meaningless in the scheme of life. Why does it matter if they beat you in a game, you know, that's, I'm talking to myself here because (laughs) it doesn't matter. You're going to be okay. It doesn't matter. And the point of the games are to have fun. Right. I don't like when, um, I see my kids playing a game with people and there's like all the name calling, you know what I mean? Like I always try to encourage them as we're playing to like cheer each other on instead of be like, Oh, Jonah got the six. I have to come back and get him with the eight or, you know, like 
Yeah. I've just seen a lot of that and I saw Caleb start doing it. And that's when I really went gung ho with the KK's winning everything. Because well, I think that's interesting. It's like, I think in preschool that the competitivism starts, like mm-hmm. competition really starts in preschool. Kids are starting to learn skill. They're starting to race and who gets there first. And it's the competition really starts to rev up in preschool. And that would make sense because he's at that age. And where his brother isn't, his brother probably doesn't even care winning or losing no. so much. He just wants to play the game. And yeah. it's like, we should actually let him win so that he can feel victorious while his brother doesn't mind. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, they're, they're both going to mind winning mm-hmm. and losing. And then it becomes difficult. But if we practice when they're little, then we give them opportunities to win. And then maybe also to lose because they're going to lose with their brothers. There can't be two winners. That's the other thing. There's only one person who ends up winning. And so it's like, there's always a loser. Mm-hmm. Always people who are not feeling good about themselves. Competition is really hard in that way. I was just reading all about competition. Alfie Cohen, the case against competition. Um, what does he say? Um, he was just saying how it's like unhealthy to pit children against each other and kids perform way better when they work cooperatively Mm-hmm. versus competitively. And I've noticed that with Caleb and Jonah because they just all of a sudden, it's actually since quarantine, they always want to be on the same team. Like when we play a game, even if Caleb makes every move, does all the strategy, Jonah still wants to be on his team. Mm-hmm. And they're like victorious together. And it's so sweet. Yeah. And I think that's fun when you can do games. We used to do this game where um, we bought those indoor snowballs. Oh, Yeah. And so then we would, in the playroom, we would set up two bunkers with those like gymnastic mats. Yeah. We'd put them on end. So there would be like a, you know, a shelter and it would always be the adults against the kids. And that is a good way to really let them win and feel victorious is to have them, like you said, on the same team where they're beating the adults. Mm-hmm. That's good for self-esteem. That makes them feel like they're strong and they're powerful and they're in control. And I think that's part of it too, that so much of their life is controlled where we're in power, where we're in control and where we're really, we're setting the stage. And when we can give them a place to organically feel power and control and victory, then it really serves them well as being part of their self-esteem and part of making them really feel good. Mm-hmm. And if we can build that into our world, just in little tiny pieces, these, you know, cause games is really just a tiny part of our life. It's really yeah. not that big a deal. So if we can build that in for them, then we're giving them an opportunity to kind of get some of that self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So that's really and good. also if it's not so much based on like going back to like the modeling, if you don't model that, like winning is everything, winning won't be everything, Right. That's right. Because what everything is, is playing and having fun. Yeah. And connecting. And that's it too. Yeah. And connecting. And I think it's like, even if you're losing the game, like to be losing and having fun, be like, oh man, I never get it. I, you guys are so good. You're always getting me right there. How mm-hmm. do you do it? You know? And just like yeah. really like playing into it. Like, oh, I'm, you know, Monopoly. I'd be like, oh, I'm in jail again. I'm always getting <laughs> in jail. Like, girls are always putting me in jail, 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 you know? And just like making them feel good. Like, oh, they got, the, they have the strategy. They fixed me. They figured it out. You know, they're better than me. And, and being like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I'm getting out now. And just, you know, really playing instead of like moving through the motions. I know a lot of adults just move through the motions when they're playing games or, and, or they're just like, oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to do this, you know, and just like all over it, as opposed to kind of being more self-deprecating and letting them feel like they're big and strong. I always think of it in my head as them being the predator and I'm the prey or, you know what I mean? They get to be the dominant one. And I'm just like, here for whatever. It's kind of like special time. Like 
they're just in yeah. control of the game. Yeah. And why not? I mean, just think of all the things we control in their lives so much, right? Everything really, absolutely everything, what they eat, where they go, what they wear, mm-hmm. who they're friends with. It's all, and it, it doesn't feel good to always be over-controlled like that. And then to like go to play a game where you're going to have fun and then the parents insistent on winning. It's like, okay, great. I lost again. Mm-hmm. So I know, I think it's people get hung up on it or I know I did. And I know I see that Dan still is hung up on it because you're so worried. They're not going to know how to fail when the time comes or like if they lose something in school, they're going to throw a big fit. But I don't think it turns out like that. No, they've already learned how to lose pretty much. They're losing all the time. And that's pretty, you pretty, I mean, just think about it. You're very, very seldom the winner. True. And so losing is something you learn right away. Yeah. You really do. So I'd say just like have a really good time when you're playing with your kids, make it as fun as you can. Don't hold on to winning because if you do, they will. And give them an opportunity to feel victorious and so that they can, you know, bring that into their self-esteem and, and let them feel good about it. Yeah. Um, please join us in our private Facebook group. We've been having Zoom calls on Fridays for listening time for people. It's been really therapeutic. They're at 10 a.m. The link is in the private Facebook group. Please come and join us always on Instagram. And um, also we have a how to stop yelling video. I created it months ago, but I put it together as a standalone course that you can do at home on your own. And it's only $20. And I think it's a lot of really good use material. It really talks about connection and then it talks about tools to get yourself calm. It doesn't always have to be yelling. It can be anything where you're getting ignited, be belittling and shaming, and then you know how to take care of yourself in, in these moments when it's really difficult. It's really good. Definitely worth getting right now. Yeah, it is. All right. Jen, okay. Um, we'll be back next week. Everyone hang tight in their quarantine. <laughs>